It's time for your Low Country Real Estate Market Update. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Brian is one of the top 1% real estate agents in Charleston. Find him online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. Now, broadcasting from the WTMA studios, here's your host, Brian Beatty. Good morning, Charleston, and welcome to another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I'm your host, Brian Beatty. Almost a decade, believe it or not, I've been on this program providing you with my opinion of the real estate market, helping you remain an informed consumer so that when you come time to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, you know the right questions to ask, you know the way in which the market is moving, and you can plan accordingly. Now, today we've got a really special show. I'm bringing someone on air that should sound familiar to you. And that is Brian Crabtree. So, Brian, good morning. Good morning. Good to be here. So, it's been about a decade since I've been on the show. In fact, I think you started the week I I stopped. So. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, um, we've got a lot to talk about. So, Brian uh, obviously ran this show, the the, the Brian Crabtree Real Estate Show, something I think it, like that. Yeah. yeah. So, for gosh, over ten years, and uh, then I kind of took his place. Brian and I have been friends and colleagues for a long time. And uh, Brian is now in uh, mortgages, has been doing a great job with it, with Family First Funding. Mm-hmm. And so I've brought him on, and I, I want to have a discussion with you guys this morning about what in the world is going on uh, in the world of real estate, specifically as it relates to mortgages, interest rates. And, and we're going to kind of tie that in with a larger, broader discussion on just the economy, overlay it with some political uh, you know, direction for, for our market, and then, of course, apply that to us here in the low country. What's happening with the real estate market? Everybody kind of wants to know uh, what's going to happen with all of this, right? And we, we of course, don't have a crystal ball, but we're going to give you an idea of of what's happening here. Now, if if at any point in time you want to reach out to me, if you have a question about the market, you're thinking of buying, selling, investing in real estate, my number is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. You can call or text that number or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. That's listings in charleston.com just some great information on that website if you're thinking of buying selling or investing so let's get right into this discussion brian um you know beginning of the year we're sitting at about three and a quarter mm-hmm. as, as a as a mortgage rate where are we now um <laughs> well it depends on what part of the day we pull it up you know i've seen rates for 700s credit scores this week conventional anywhere from maybe six and three eighths to 7.125 and um, at one point this past week, I, I only had a price of seven point one two five. So it, it's been a a big roller coaster. Uh, someone out there with great credit with a twenty percent down payment right now probably looking really in 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 reality if they want to lock and move forward quickly about six and a half percent interest. That's just right now. Okay, and I want to. So you you'd mentioned the word lock, and there are some lenders out there uh, I know of because I've seen their emails and I've gotten their their texts saying. You know, hey, lock in now, and we'll provide you with you know a 120 day lock or, or some extended period of time uh, for 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 them to lock in their interest rate. So first and foremost, let's just talk about that process. When can somebody lock their interest rate? And traditionally, for how long is that period? Mm-hmm. And for some of these lenders that might be offering a, a longer than usual uh, lock period. What, what do you kind of see being what's happening behind the scenes there? Well, before I answer that question, let me let me paint this broad stroke of the brush for most of the lending and mortgage world that's out there. What a lot of people say sounds good. It's it's real estate and mortgage have similarities. 
Uh, you know, I, I've always joked that real, there's real estate agents go free staging, right? And they put a tree in the corner of the living room and they call that staging. In the mortgage business, it's the same thing as that kind of staging. It's really not staging a house and it's really not a 120 day or, or, or one year lock. You're just paying a big fee over and above what today's interest rate is in order to get a rate locked in case they go to 9%. I guess it made sense if you locked a rate at six and a half and then paid three quarters of a point. In, in points on top of your $500,000 loan, which what is that, about $4,000 extra to, to buy that benefit, or by contrast, you just paid a slightly higher rate and some points in lock. So those programs are out there. They sound really exciting, and they're great marketing hooks to hook people into what ends up being sometimes a bad decision. So for instance, if you look at a standard rate lock, the best pricing is, of course, 30 days, and that's a pretty tight loan to get done. You know, someone with a W-2 that's got a uh, good income, great credit, good down payment. Yeah, sure, we can get that closed in a couple of weeks. So a 30-day lock makes sense. Then you've got the average borrower needs to lock for about 45 days. That pricing's just ever so slightly higher than 30. And then 60-day locks for things. I had one recently that locked for 60 days. Turned out to be a great deal for him because he just closed at a point less than the market is today. Uh, so and, and, and that costs just a little extra. That's kind of normal. You start getting to 120 days or let's say six months or a year, you might be paying a point on top of or more on top of the actual loan amount. So thousands of dollars for the benefit of locking. And you have to really look at what that does to the APR. You know, the APR is what matters. What really matters is the payment. And when people are shopping for a home, payment matters. Interest rate doesn't because interest rate can be manipulated because I can get you any interest rate you want right now. 4%, you want to pay $80,000 in origination uh, or point discount points, we can get you a 4% rate, or we can get an arm with a much different d- uh, discount. So interest rate is what lenders use to mislead people. What's important is the overall APR. What does it cost you in total to, bo- to borrow that money, and what will your payment be? Right. Those are the only two things that matter. Interest rate is irrelevant, really. Right, right. Now, I want to talk about the impact on interest rates uh, on buyers you know a lot of people frankly at this point have been priced out of the market and, and they just they just cannot afford to buy a home that makes sense for them to buy right now nor do they have the the interest in, or or they just don't have the interest in paying the amount that they would need to pay in order to own the home that they would want to move into you've got two sections of the market right now you've got section number one that just they have to move they don't have the luxury of trying to time the market they they are going to transact in real estate because it makes sense to let's say buy something rather than just rent something for a year. Then you've got the other side, which in my my opinion is a larger group of people, which are the people that would like to move. They'd like to sell. They'd like to buy, but they don't have to. Nothing's pushing them out the door. There is no deadline associated with their transaction. And those are the people that, in my opinion, are just going to kind of sit on the sideline for a while and watch and wait and try and figure out what in the world's going on in this market and the impact that the increase in interest rates is having on the actual market. And to an extent, you know, I think that makes sense. Part of what we do on this program is help you make sense of what's happening out there so that you can make informed decisions. And so we're, we're going to start to see, which frankly, we're, we're already seeing, at least on my real estate team, you, you look for some of the leading indicators of a market shift. One of those leading indicators would be things like from a real estate team's perspective, us receiving less leads on a weekly or monthly basis. And so as that happens, that, what, what, are, what, are, what does that say? Right? That is a reflection of the overall, not only interest, but action among people to inquire about real estate. Mm-hmm. So we have less demand. And let's be honest, what is it that we're, we're accomplishing by raising interest rates? We're destroying demand. How do we fix this problem? 
it's probably not going to be from the supply side of the equation. It's going to be from the demand side. Well, so if you are in the market to buy right now and you're staring at a 6.5% interest rate, that sort of sucks compared to what you had a year ago. I mean, that's that's not good. But let's talk about what really has to happen. If inflation at the economic level, which is really driving interest rates, the Fed raised the rate uh, to uh, by, point, by three quarters of a percentage point, 0.75, highest r- uh, rise in the Fed rate, uh, overnight lending rate in 28 years, I think it is. So that's a big uh, benchmark. Now, when that happens, it becomes more attractive to keep money over here uh, in, a, in an account paying interest. And then therefore the bond prices, mortgage prices have to go up. So we look at the 10 year treasury and that's been a roller coaster all week. I mean, it, we haven't seen these kind of 10 year treasury numbers in quite some time. So you have a collapse in the bond value, which increases the yield. That's what drives interest rates. So that's the economy. And by the way, at this moment, without trying to be predictive of the future or looking in the rearview mirror, just looking at where we are right now, we need rates this high. We need prices of real estate in Charleston, especially, and I do work in Atlanta, especially there too, based on the economics of the market, to stop going up. We need them to stop going up. Now, I'm a real estate investor. I want it to keep going up, but I want it to not go up and collapse. And if, if we continued one more year in real estate values, as we've seen in the last two or three years in Charleston, we were in for a major crash. I mean, there's no way out of it because the only thing that drives values in real estate are jobs. And if the prices of homes exceed the affordability of the jobs in the marketplace, regardless of who's coming into the market, then we're going to have a collapse. And this could be, I say could be 50-50, a very healthy thing. So again, I go back to what I said about interest rates a minute ago. If it's six and a half now and it was 3.125, it's not that your cost has doubled. Your interest has more than doubled, but your payment went from $2,141 on a $500,000 mortgage to $3,160. Most people in this market that are in that price point range can afford it. Not, not everyone, but most. And, and a third of all sales are cash anyway. So what we've got here is a, is, a, is this reaction is a joke this week with, with whether you lock your rate this week or not. The lock rate guidance is usually this very technical, you know, analytical stock market written thing that makes everybody's eyes glaze over. And I said, this week's rate lock guidance is three shots of bourbon, two vodkas with double lime, a glass of wine and repeat if necessary, because it was just <laughs> like, what do you do? You know, do you lock a rate when everybody's hyster- hysterical and histrionic? And then maybe rates drop a half a point, and then you're stuck there. You're stuck at a higher rate. You could have floated. What do you do right now? This week is very volatile. You wait until the middle of next week to make these kinds of decisions because I don't think that there's going to be any event to drive uh, mortgage rates over seven permanently in the next week. It's not impossible, but probable that it won't happen. And, in fact, they could ease down. And that's what we're seeing uh, at the end of the week is that we went up into the 3.4, 3.5% 10-year treasury. Now we're in the teens, 3.18, uh, 3.15, 3.10, which is becoming a leveling off. And as, as next week starts to present itself, we'll know what to do. So what do people do right now? Stop worrying about rates. Stop worrying about the market and the values and pricing, because if you're in the rental market, your interest there is 100%. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's what I tell everybody. Stop getting caught up. It's like watching your stock portfolio right now. It's depressing. Stop watching it. It's a long-term play unless you're retiring next year. Stop following rates. We have to in the business because we want to make sure we get everybody the best price. But ultimately, 
really, you've got to stop looking at these factors that are used to manipulate people as consumers and start focusing on your payment and what you can afford and adjust accordingly in the market. Right. Now, I want to talk more about that. We're going to take a quick break. But, Brian, go ahead and give folks your contact information. You'll be on, you know, we're going to continue this show with Brian, but uh, just for folks that might need to leave, what's your contact info? Easiest way to find it is CrabtreeMortgage.com. CrabtreeMortgage.com. Phone number, everything right there. Easy enough. All right. And if you want to reach out to me, 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. Stick around, folks, for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Visit Brian Beatty's website at listingsincharleston.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues next on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. You're listening to The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Welcome back, folks, as The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I'm here with Brian Crabtree from Family First Funding, a familiar voice for those of you longtime WTMA listeners. And we're talking about really the state of the market, everything that's happened with this increase in interest rates. Uh, anytime you Google you know, real estate market update or real estate news, it's, it's overwhelmingly negative, right? The sky yeah. is falling. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to just say before we get back into uh, our discussion, Brian, that yeah, a bit of a PSA. Everybody wants to be a source of information. Everybody wants to be helpful right now. But I think in many instances, especially right now, given the volatility of the market and the fact that we're not entirely sure how the market's even going to react to what's happened yet, um, I guess be careful what you watch, read, listen to, and then ultimately rely on as advice to make informed decisions, especially when it comes to real estate. In many instances, in my opinion, it's kind of the blind leading the blind right now. It is. And that's been one of my frustrations. You know, I've, I've been doing radio in Charleston and Atlanta for 20 something years since 1997, I think it was, and uh, mostly talk radio. And it's always been frustrating because I would get people from these radio shows that would want to do business with me and they've listened to a lot of content. And sometimes they would really follow my advice because I, I had a grasp of it like I know you do, because preparing for this radio show, you have to consume a lot of information to talk about a little bit of it. And it makes you a lot more in tune to what's happening. And you see all that garbage that everyone else is reading. Right. And you, you read those headlines. And sometimes I, I get on the air. Uh, I still have a show in Atlanta that I do. And I make fun of it. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And that's what scares me about the market. It's not the fundamentals of the real estate market. The fundamentals of the Charleston real estate market from a standpoint of jobs, inbound relocation, desirability, retirement, lack of inventory, which it could triple right now. We still don't have enough homes for sale here. We're not building enough homes. We have to look at these fundamentals that are out there. I'm not saying the market won't go down in value because there's a lot of negative imprint into the market now from a, from a psychobabble standpoint. But in the reality of it, let's talk about the $300,000 house that every, that, that's the kind of the average that everybody wants to be in. It's now 500 grand, but you know, there's a whole pool of hedge funds just waiting for there to be more inventory to buy. So I don't know that's going down in value because yeah. you buy the $300,000 house and you turn a 7% or 8% return on your money as a hedge fund. Uh, leverage money you've borrowed at 3% or you've gotten from investors and you've got this delta of 4 or 5% return on on a billion dollars, you want all of that real estate you can get. We have a different market now. Yeah. And I've seen this in Atlanta. I mean, you could put a house on the market for 250 in Atlanta 
and there will be 12 people, companies, offering cash right now. Yeah, I mean, I've got a hedge fund in my back pocket, and they've got an appetite for almost $50 million in acquisitions a month in our market. And as long as they keep buying like that... But there's, 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 no, there's no way they can get their hands on enough inventory uh, to appease the size of the check they want to write every month. They cannot buy property quickly enough. Now, Charleston's a bit different, especially from a hedge, <clears throat> hedge fund perspective, because they're not going to buy things in uh, flood zones. They're, they're pretty picky with regard to what they buy. But that, uh, that starter to mid-level home that was recently built... Uh, is a perfect home to acquire and basically turn that segment of the population into a nation of renters, which is their goal. Well, the other stat that I always fall back on uh, to try to uh, ground my thinking in, in reaction to all this negative press that's out there on everything, especially to housing, is that we have consistently since 2008 built about 300,000 too few homes new than we are in uh creating house, new household creation. So we're 300,000 homes shy of what we need to keep up with household creation. And then we have a loss of, you know, destruction of homes, loss of homes, structural obsolescence. I don't know those numbers, but it's got to be, you know, 100,000 homes a year. We're losing to fire, flood, you know, natural disaster, et cetera. It could be a bigger number than that. And so as that's happening, uh, we probably don't have the conditions this time to have this this onslaught of inventory. I could be wrong here, but it, I could see a pathway to that. But we, we'd have to have some major economic collapse, big job losses. Those kind of factors have to come into play for the market to really tank. 10% decline? Sure, maybe. Who cares? You know, you buy a house, you're going to live in it for five to 10 years. Look at what this market has done. I've been following this market in Charleston since 1994, and every time you think it's gotten sky high, just wait 10 years and you'll be shocked at what prices have become then because this is an inbound market and it's going to stay that way for the foreseeable future, uh, notwithstanding anything that happens in the economy. It, it's a right. different market than – I have to look at this market so differently than I do Atlanta. It's mm-hmm. completely different. Yeah. Let's, you, you touched on new construction, and let's just stay there for a minute. You know, Think about the buyer that has been building their home – since the beginning of the year or late last year, it's finally getting close to completion. Let's mm-hmm. talk about how the uh, process of getting a mortgage on a home like that uh, may be different or not from just buying and financing a traditional home. It looks like that the interest rate increase has created about a 33 to 38% decline in affordability. So if you were at the top of your budget and you contracted at 3.25% interest rate time frame, to build a home and it's going to be delivered next month and you were already at the top of your debt to income ratios, what you're staring at now is uh, the the very distinct possibility that you can't close because you don't qualify anymore. And that may create some inventory that will be opportunity for buyers that can, uh, but there are also creative measures. One of the things that, that are, are, are not, one of the things that's not really there right now, like is the adjustable rate mortgage uh, uh, or interest only it's out there. Don't, don't get me wrong. But it's not defined because right now with a volatile, unpredictable interest rate market, uh, mortgage companies and mortgage lenders are having a hard time deciding, you know, do we what, what pricing do we provide right now? And can we sell this stuff in a month that the rates are up another percent? So there's a lot of uh, skittishness in the mortgage business, and it's a little bit of a freeze up of capital. What we think is going to happen at Family First Funding and, and what the experts that I rely on and I trust say, and I believe them, 
is is that in the next week or two, in the next month, these are these things are going to start to normal normal out and or normalize, and and then in three or four months, if we can get some stability in the market, this isn't a this is a necessary inju- adjustment right. because of inflation. Once the adjustment and the volatility ends in terms of rate pricing and mortgage, because the real estate market's detached from that part, right? It's affected by it, but this stabilizes. Then I can come on your show three or four months from now and hopefully say rates are seven percent, but here's a five and a quarter arm. You know, for seven years, the average homeowner sells in less than seven years. I mean, even right now, I've I, I got a product that's a million and a half dollar loan at four point seven five. Even today, it requires a high you know, down payment or, or high, if it's a refinance, a high amount, you know, but it's four and three quarters. It's fixed, I think for seven years. Uh, and that's a super jumbo type of product. So there are products out there. It's just, it, we're as, as mortgage lenders, the problem I'm sure your team's having and that the, a lot of other real estate agents are having is that they've spent mortgage lenders have spent the bulk of the last three years, fat, dumb, and happy feeding on a buffet of refinances that made doing purchase activity, working with real estate agents, uh, for the most part, not necessary. There was so much money to be made refinancing. And I see this volatility as a great opportunity for me because I've come from your world. You know, I've spent 20 plus years doing sales and I all I know is purchase, right? So for me, it's about taking a borrower, figuring out what they're trying to accomplish and going into a hundred loan programs and figuring out how to eliminate down. And I kind of am sick in the sense I enjoy that. So if you find a lender that's willing to stop and spend some time, maybe the extra three hours of time that they feel like they don't have, sometimes you can cut the rate, cut the cost, cut the fees, and get something that makes the home affordable. It's just not that beautiful 2.75% fixed for 30 years rate that we're all looking back at now going, wow, that's free money, literally. Right. Yeah, we just don't have that anymore. It's not free anymore. It's now going to cost a little bit, and we've got to get creative to make it affordable. That's the real. That's going to happen over the next six months. It's the same thing, you know, in in parallel universes where I can walk into a house and someone can ask me, you know, I actually had this happen a few weeks ago, a radio show listener uh, parking their driveway, I'm walking up to the house, it's an elevated house, so he's in his garage uh, tinkering around waiting for me. We talk for about 10 minutes, I, you know, we go upstairs, I walk through the front door and, um, you know, he he crosses his arms and, and looks at me in the foyer of his home and you know, you be in sales for a long time and you get to read people's body language and know what that means, right? <laughs> uh, so he looks at me and, and he says, all right, Brian, so what do you think the house is worth? <laughs> I haven't even walked through the house yet. I have no idea, right? We and uh, he, said, you know, he said, I'm, I'm a longtime radio show listener and you know, looking forward to having you come through the house. What do you think this place is worth? And I said, if you're a longtime radio show listener and you're asking me in the foyer of your house how much your home is worth, and I need to do a better job of educating my listeners on how to interview real estate agents. And he slapped me on the shoulder and you know said he was just messing with me and I find one, of the, that, one of those appointments where you know we're we're having a beer and yeah and and talking and his wife makes an incredible apple pie uh, you know who you are tell her that I'm coming back for a slice of that that was delicious thank you um but but I guess the point in you you have a I guess a interesting position in all of this in that you have sold real estate for a very long time now you're on the lending side of things we as real estate agents on one hand want to get our clients into a home sooner rather than later if they're ready, willing, and able. And of course, if the home makes sense. But I know there are plenty of people out there that have seen homes that they like, that they've made offers on, that they've they've lost out on, mm-hmm. or that they just didn't get to quickly enough. And so I want to talk about um, some struggles that you're having uh, as somebody that has sold real estate for a long time that is now on the lending side of things. <laughs> I guess specifically as it relates to... Um, 
like the, the level of motivation among borrowers to have that initial conversation with you. I, I, I want to stay here for a moment because I think there's this really interesting barrier between a buyer having an interest in buying a house and then having this negative connotation associated with speaking to a lender and getting their credit pulled. Yeah, it's it's uh, they're afraid to hear no, so they'd rather just hear a very long maybe. And, and, and unfortunately, the lending community, the mortgage industry as a vertical, is solely responsible for that because one of the biggest struggles I have is the same struggle I had as a real estate agent is underwriting because underwriters love the word no, they don't afford it. And, and so you have to have a loan officer that is creative and, of course, legal, who says, well, we're not using the husband's income, but he makes money. We can't use it to qualify, and the wife has the car. Why don't we get the husband to refinance the car into his name, get it off the wife, and then here's a word we would like to hear from underwriting. They can afford it. So you have to be creative. And, and sometimes the underwriting people go back, wow, you're creative. No, I just think through what's happening. So what we have to have borrowers understand is that a lot of times the reason you have a negative view of real estate agents or mortgage people is they are not creative. They are not trying to solve your problems. They are telling you what your problems are. Those are the people you run from. You find problem solvers. And so you have to, I I get so frustrated watching people who are nice folks who just want to buy a home and live the American dream well, my credit karma says I got a 590 credit score. Well, your credit karma doesn't have anything to do with buying a house. You have a separate mortgage score. It could be higher, could be lower. And here's the thing. Well, I'm not ready yet. Okay, you don't, making a mortgage application does not bind you to buying a house and getting a mortgage. What we're doing in the mortgage appli- application process is figuring out what you qualify to do. And if you don't qualify, how to get you there. I'm in the middle of one right now without getting into specifics where we are basically taking something and paying it off. We're getting a letter from the creditor and we're rescoring them within four days to get a credit score, which we've already gotten, which will qualify them for a program with a rate still in the 5% range, five, five, somewhere in the fives. Um, and that's what, that's a short term version of what some people, it takes a year and a half to do all that. It takes a year to get, you know, get all these stupid medical things that these sharks have put on their credit report, things that aren't right, things that they disputed, didn't understand. I tell people, here's a big, big thing I tell people. It's why I want to pull their credit way ahead of the time from them buying a house. Don't pay your credit card statement bill when it's due. If you pay it off every month, especially, pay it four days before the statement comes out. Don't pay attention to the statement. If the statement date is the 15th of the month, pay that bill on the 11th. The reason is, is it doesn't matter. I have a, an Amex that I use for all my real estate investments and, you know, paying contractors. And sometimes I can run that thing up to twenty-five dollars or $30,000 on a $30,000 credit limit, max it out. And if I wait to pay, it just happened this month. The statement comes out, it's due now. And my credit score dropped by 60 points. 60 points over a $30,000 Amex bill that I intend to pay off pretty quickly. And so the thing is, is people need to understand that when you're about to buy a car, buy a house, buy a boat, buy anything, that credit score drives the interest rate. It can make a, ha- a five percentage point difference on a car. Zero percent for 60 months at Ford versus 6.99 just because literally you had a $1,000 balance on a $1,000 credit card that you plan to pay off. So you've got the part of getting involved in getting credit and getting people's pricing down is getting their credit acumen and literacy up. And that's what, what, that's what I try to do. And so if they don't want to buy a house for 18 months, I don't care. I'll put them in what I call a pipeline, and I will help them. I will give them a bullet point of what they can do to get their credit up. And then when they're ready to buy, they can get the best rates available to their credit profile. Most people are afraid to do that 
So if I'm going to buy a house in the next three years, I should go with a lender, start interviewing now, have my credit pulled, take a look at it, and get myself in order so I can get a better rate. Because these rate price, you can have a point difference between a 680 credit score and your personal profile and an 812. It, it's a huge and, and, dynamic. And, and what's interesting in that is that if they take the time proactively to allow somebody like you to sort through everything, diagnose it, and say, hey, here's here's the best route, yet when it's time to negotiate a real estate contract. I mean, I've had deals fall through over a loose toilet. Yeah, <laughs> me too. And, 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 and I know you have as well. I, I used to have a warehouse of refrigerators I had to buy to make up for that problem, you know. I remember seeing yeah. them in your garage. Yeah. And, but I think that, you know, to your point, and this has served you really well, it's served me really well uh, over time because we've both been, been in the business a long time. Surround yourself with experts. Right Absolutely. now, the agent that you hire matters. The, the process of putting your home on the market and then having so much overwhelming demand that that's really all you need to do. Put some nice photos of a house online and it'll sell itself. Very little skill has been developed and has been involved within the real estate industry over the past few years because it has yeah. been so hot. There are so many agents out there that when this market shifts or when things stagnate and people don't really know what to do, will be out of business and back to work at their full-time job because they don't know how to effectively sell real estate. They've not had to look into how to market homes. They've not developed the skills that someone that has been through a full cycle in this market has developed. And they don't know how to solve problems. I mean, every real estate transaction, every mortgage file is one big freaking problem. And, and, And it's a problem because you've got someone who can go to jail who has to sign off on that document, the underwriter. I understand the plight of the underwriter. They have to sign off on it and say, approved, these people can afford it. That's a big deal. And so the documentation and the requirements are a big problem. And you need someone who can hold someone's hand and walk them through it. I had a, a, a radio listener in Atlanta that did a refinance. And I, I told him during the transaction, I said, if you'd stop complaining and yelling at me because you don't want to produce any more documents, tell me what I can do for you to get these documents and we will get this closed and you will have a, and he closed at a sub 5% rate fixed for 30 years and consolidated all kinds of things. And He's very happy now. It's it's an emotional process. It is, and it's it's and, and of course he and I have a great relationship. So I could talk with him the way someone would talk to me. But that's the thing I love about the radio listeners is they always love the the the, the debate and the fight. That's part of talk radio, and so they sometimes are easier to work with because they enjoy candid conversation versus a lot of people in America have become snowflakes, and that's part of the problem that we have. <laughs> But when you do the process, it's about having someone who takes the time to empathize with what the borrower or the buyer or the seller is dealing with. And you you serve those interests and you get them to the finish line by being their interface to a very complicated process. Solving problems is what's needed by professionals that you hire. Brian, it's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you so much. Again, if folks want to reach out to you, if they have questions... They're looking for uh, a great lender. How do they get in touch with you? CrabtreeMortgage.com. There's the mortgage tab there. It'll take you straight to it. And my phone number, contact form, CrabtreeMortgage.com. Awesome. Thanks, and Brian. It, my pleasure. If you guys want to reach out to me, you have questions, I'm happy to put you in touch with Brian as well. 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or listingsincharleston.com. Brian, thanks again for being on the program. Stick around, folks, for the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Hear the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show every Saturday morning at 9 and each Sunday morning at 10 on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. 1250 WTMA. 
Now, the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks. As the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com, I always like to take just a few moments and and, and say thank you for, for listening to this program and relying on the information within it to help shape your understanding of the real estate market, the housing market, what's happening here locally. So that when it comes time for you to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, you're an informed consumer. And I, you know, I really appreciate those of you that reach out, the folks that we do business with, uh, or folks that just ask questions. I, a lot of people have questions about what's going on in the market right now. How is it going to impact us here locally? How is it going to impact you personally? And you know, we've just heard from Brian Crabtree about the state of the uh, market for lending, and how that, I mean that's really the big story right now is interest rates are at somewhere between five and a half and seven percent, depending upon the product and, and your own personal situation. But the, the, the story isn't just how quickly interest rates effectively doubled from the beginning of the year. It's also the fact that prices have gone up an astronomical amount. It's, it's not just about how expensive housing has become. It's how fast they got there. It only took 24 months for the average price in the United States to go up 37%. And just, just for the sake of comparison, the biggest two-year spike leading into the 2008 housing crash was 29%. So we're at 37%. So you know we're, we're hearing all this news about the market getting ready to, to crash and prices coming down. As I mentioned, I think that it is very dangerous for a lot of people to be making predictions about what's going to happen in this market. You can make sense. You can rationalize your way through it. But who saw the the market doing what it did right before COVID hit? We're in slightly uncharted waters here. So we need to be careful about people that are making uh, opinions or delivering opinions with absolutes in it. The housing market will crash. Prices will go down. Prices will not go down. Um, personally, I think that the rate of increase that we have seen in properties for sale or or this game of leapfrog pricing, as I like to refer to it as where, you know, one home lists for 500 and then another home lists for 525 and then another one lists for 550. This escalation in home values that we've seen at rapid speed, you know, 20 plus percent in our market over the past year, that I think is the bubble that's going to burst if if you want to refer to anything uh, bursting or bubbles bursting the the rate at which properties have been appreciating is going to significantly slow down probably stop in the short term as as confusion leads to inaction which is going to slow down sales uh, it's going to it's going to increase days on market you're going to see more people starting to reduce their price to maintain that 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 initial days on market that we've had, you know, they're going to be on the market for a week and they're going to say, Hey, where are my 20 showings and six offers? So I think right now it's all about reasonable expectations. Have a discussion with a real estate agent that has been in this business for long enough to experience negative changes in the market. You know, from a seller's perspective, it's been nothing but good news for the most part for you know, eight years, maybe even a little longer. I mean, prices really started going up in 2013 in our market. 
So make sure you're working with somebody that understands the thoughts and behaviors and, and then actions of people in a market where there is uncertainty. That is paramount. That is mission critical. If you're working with somebody that has only seen one side of this market, not to say that they can't do a great job for you, but I think that the agent that you hire right now really matters. And if I'm being honest, over the past few years, because of the market having done what it did, and and the ability for somebody to put you know some nice pictures of a home online with a sign in the ground and then sell it in 24 hours for over asking price, which then leads to some Facebook post of this double bicep emoji that says, Ugh, sold the home in 24 hours for over asking price. I'm awesome. Those days are coming to a screeching halt. That's my opinion. Now, and I, and I say screeching halt. I mean, we're seeing the, the decrease in demand on our team already just in the conversations we're having. So when you work with a real estate agent that does a lot of transactions, that has done a lot of transactions for a very long time and is in tune with the market, really has their ear to the ground, that's what helps shape their opinion of where our market is headed. If you're if you're the type of person that appreciates knowing for the with relative certainty what's going to happen before it happens and you work with somebody that has dedicated themselves to a level of customer service that means answering your questions before they're asked by providing you with proactive information then we'd love to earn your business. That's we have built our business around this uh, is is the ability to understand the market to position our clients for success and ultimately get them a great deal and offer customer service that in my opinion is severely lacking in just America in general right now. I'm I'm frankly I'm really sick and tired of how poorly companies are managing their employees from a customer service perspective. It's 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 unlike anything that I've ever seen or experienced. Maybe it's just what's happening here in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, and, and 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 I could be crazy. Who knows? But I, I think that there are probably plenty of people listening to this program that have noticed just this kind of severe lack of care in the customer service field. It it, it, it kind of blows my mind. But I, you know, we've got a few minutes left here in this program. I want to talk a little bit more about. All right, so with everything that's happening, what do we do with this information? Where do we go from here? How do we react and respond to this in a way that doesn't um, play into the hands of some folks online that want to lead you to believe that the sky is falling? It's it's not, yet at least, uh, and I don't know if that will happen or not, uh, but let's just talk a little bit more about what you can do with this information when we come back. Again, if you want to reach out to me, you've got questions about the market, you're thinking of buying, selling, investing, we love the opportunity to earn your business. You'll get a call from me directly, 843-800-0065 is the number to call, 843-800-0065. Or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Lastly, you can always send me an email, brian at brianbeattyteam.com. Stick around for the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. More stimulating talk on real estate matters with Brian Beatty, next on 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA, The Big Talker. 
expert news and views on the Lowcountry real estate scene. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, to the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. So I want to tie in everything that we've discussed so far this morning and and help you understand if, if you're somebody that is thinking of buying or selling or investing in real estate. I, I think that it's okay to be uh, nervous or to question what's happening in the market. That, in my opinion, is healthy. That means that you want to make sure you're making the best decision possible. And here's how we can help with that. And And here's where I think a lot of people are kind of stuck right now. They're stuck on the gathering of relevant information based on what they want to accomplish. So let's take the person that doesn't have to sell. They'd like to sell. They'd like to move into something else. But you've kind of heard that standard um, comment over the past few years, which is like, yeah, I'd like to sell my house, but where am I going to move? Right? We, we continuously hear that. And so for those people, I think it's really important that first and foremost, we determined, all right, if you were to sell your house right now, what does that look like? How much do I think the market will bear for your home? Let's deduct the expenses and how much you owe in the form of mortgages to determine how much cash are you sitting on right now? How much equity do you have in your house? And then if you were to move, what would that look like? Are there any homes that you've seen recently that if you were in a position to buy, you would have purchased that home or let's get a really let's really focus in on what you would ultimately purchase because so many people are like all right tell me bedrooms bathroom square footage and you know i'll set up a search and each time something hits the market you just tell me what you like and you want to go see and i'll go and i'll open the door for you that's about the extent of what the buyer agents out there are offering in the form of upfront value i have an entire team within my company that i employ uh salaried employees to simply call and find listings for our buyer clients and, and, and vice versa. Um, I mean, that's all they do all day, every day is they call neighborhoods, they call leads, they call purchased lists. We're trying to find people that would like to sell their home to one of the buyers that we're working with. And we've got 20,000 of them in our database actively looking at properties that we're sending them. That is a ton of people. Anytime we go to a listing, that's why I say on this program, let us know if you're thinking of selling because we, we have hundreds of people that will want to hear about your house. Now, all, hundreds of them aren't going to buy it immediately. They're in different stages of the process. Um, but we've been able to source a lot of deals internally because of that functionality, because of our ability to say, all right, who have we talked to that would be interested in purchasing a home like this? Who have we talked to that would be interested in selling a home like the one that you want to purchase? And so we combine all of those things and it increases the likelihood and the chance of you finding a property that is worthwhile to move into. If you're just relying on a search on Zillow, or frankly, if you're just relying on the search that an agent sets you up on of new listings that hit the market, I'm, I'm here to tell you that there's a completely additional wing, component, that very few real estate companies have that allow for us to find off-market opportunities. We have that. We've had it for 10 years. It has been a huge game changer for us and frankly is a huge differentiating factor. The amount of activity that we can do as a team to find opportunities for our buyer clients outside of just what's listed publicly 
is night and day compared to what most agents can offer. And I'm, I'm not saying that to, to brag. I'm just saying that to highlight the difference that there are ways of finding inventory that are not publicly available. So let's figure out how much your home is worth. Is, is it reasonable to assume that something like what you want to purchase is going to become available? And then let's just discuss the process. What does that look like? How do we effectively sell by not go homeless or own two homes in the process? What's most comfortable for you? Because there are several ways of slicing that cake. So if that's something you want to learn more about, you'd like to have that conversation or just have some questions about the market. Uh, either way, feel free to call me, 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Thanks again, folks, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Join us for another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show next Saturday morning at 9 and Sunday morning at 10. Contact Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009.